Spring Gateway, I hope everyone had a great week. Welcome to Colorado in spring, right? 60s one day, hail the next day. That's what I love about this place. You can never get bored with the weather here, right? Well, again, good morning. I'm going to finish this week talking about my best friend, which is the Holy Spirit. And I know when we started this, uh, Pastor, and I, Pastor Derek and I had talked a little bit about, you know, where are people going to kind of fall in the different groups of the Holy Spirit? Because according to the way that you were raised in the church, just, churches that you went to, you were probably ter- taught certain things about the Holy Spirit. So just to give you some of my background, I grew up in a Methodist slash Wesleyan church. What that means is we were Methodist and we were Wesleyans. We couldn't decide what we wanted to be. So we sang hymns out of a beautiful little hymnal. I still have one of them uh, at my house. I guess the pastor gave it to my mom and dad when we left California and came here. Uh, And yet we always had a great gospel, inspiring gospel message every Sunday. And yet there were no gifts. We didn't talk about the gifts. We stayed in the four gospels. We talked about Jesus, Jesus dying on the cross, give your life to Jesus, I mean the whole thing. But we never went, what I would thought at the time was that next step, which was the Holy Spirit. And yet as I was studying this week and spending time for the last almost 30 years in more of a Pentecostal church, right? And that's not a bad word, I just want to let you know, okay? In a, in a church, in a charismatic movement where we allow the gifts to move and, and those kind of things... And that doesn't mean we swing from the chandeliers every Sunday. I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm just saying that everyone's a little different in the way that they allow the Holy Spirit to move through them. Is that okay? I've been learning over the last 30, almost 30 years that the Holy Spirit isn't the next thing in God. He is the thing in God. Okay? You can't, it's not like, okay, I'm gonna, I, I've given my life to God and now I'm going to get the Holy Spirit so I can take my next step. The Holy Spirit is used 90 different times in the New Testament. You know what that tells me? It's really about God. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. What is the Holy Spirit, my best friend, what is he, what is he trying to do with me? Those giftings that he gives us. And I know when we talk about giftings, you're like, oh my gosh, we're going to talk about speaking in tongues and prophecy and all this other stuff. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, but really it's what does the Holy Spirit want to use you for to change and to move forward his kingdom? Is that okay? All right, so we'll start with, the, with uh, so we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So in 2 Corinthians, this is, our, uh, this is the verse that we've been using. It says, the amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Why? Because that is what God is doing, not only in the church thousands of years ago, but in the church today. Because he is the same today, yesterday, and forever, right? And so if he's moving his kingdom, he's using those things not just way back when, but now. So let's say that I bring you a gift. It's called the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I give you this gift. Who likes to get gifts? Everyone better raise their hand because everyone likes to get gifts, right? I bring you this gift. I tell you it's the Holy Spirit. It's wrapped up in this box. And you're like, you know, I'm really good. I don't really need it. I'm okay without it. 
Today we're going to talk about the fact that you're not okay without it. Okay? You're not okay without it. And you decide, you know, I'm just going to save it for later. I'll open it up when I need it. Special occasions, right? Listen, God wants you to use the Holy Spirit all the time. All the time. He's not, I heard a pastor say one time, you know, the Holy Spirit is like taking your walk with Christ. It's like turbo. It's not turbo. Okay? It's the actual walk with Christ. It's, it's what we're going to be doing every day. And without the Holy Spirit, we can't really live and walk in Christ. We have to have that Holy Spirit moving us, guiding us. He's a helper. Let me give you an example. I give you a helper. And guys, you're building a fence, and I'm going to come help you. And ladies, maybe you're cleaning the house, I don't know, or reverse, however it works in your house, right? And I'm here to help you. And you're like, you know what, I'll, you just sit right here and just watch. I'll just, I'll just save you for later when it's really important. Heck no, what are you going to do? Grab a hammer, grab the nails, get your measuring tape, here's what we're going to do. That's what God wants us to do with the Holy Spirit. He's called the helper to help us every day in our walk, day in and day out. Not on special Sundays, not when the church is having their special little hallelujah thing, not when you need help, every day, okay? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So the first thing is that there's three areas of giftings that God gives us. These are special to his people. And the first one is eternal life. Listen, we can't do anything in this unless we accept that gift of eternal life. That's like our first step into the kingdom. We have to have that eternal life. And so when we're talking to our friends, whether we're at school or work or our family members or whatever, and they're like, you know, I don't, I don't really know about this whole eternal life thing. It seems a little weird, right? It should be weird. You know why? Because it has nothing to do with the world. It's all about God's kingdom. That's what it's all about. So when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and we're talking about the different giftings and the different gifts that he gives us, it should be, and Pastor Derek talked about this, it's not weird, but it's different. Why? Because we live in the world so much that anything that doesn't seem like the world seems what? It seems weird, right? Because we're used to, so used to the alarm goes off, take a shower, we eat breakfast, we go to work, get our paycheck every couple weeks or whatever it is, and we come home, we eat dinner, we do this, we mow the lawn in the summer, we shovel. We get into this worldly routine that when anything doesn't fall into those, that box that we think is life, we're like, well, that's just weird, right? Well, it's because it's God and it's different and he's moving us to a place that's not within the norm of worldly things. Does that make sense? So here's a, in Romans 6.23, and we're going to be spending some time in Romans and in uh, Corinthians. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Who wouldn't want this gift? Again, who likes getting gifts? Everyone. And yet there are so many millions of people in the world right now that go, I don't really want that gift. I've got so much stuff. I don't really need that. I don't really want that. And so that's the first thing is eternal life. And here's, here's a bullet point on that. 
It's because everyone needs it. I've never met anyone that didn't need eternal life. Everyone needs it. And that's why it's a free gift. You can work, 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 and you can never receive the free gift of eternal life. That's a great thing about God. Okay? Here's what it says in Titus. It says, The Holy Spirit energizes our spirit with a newness of life. It says here, He saved us through the washing of the regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. You notice how that gifting includes the Holy Spirit? It's not like, some, hey, I'm going to show up today and something special is going to happen. When we receive that, God is moving the Holy Spirit to help us, even in our eternal life. The next one is the Holy Spirit. So that's one of our gifts. He gifts us with the Holy Spirit. And this can be the most important part of your walk. In Acts 1, 4, and 5, it says, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised. The gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, Jesus is telling us, telling his disciples all about the Holy Spirit. He keeps telling, listen, it's a gift. It's a gift. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't work your way into it. In fact, in Acts, uh, when Paul was healing and preaching, someone said, hey, how much do I have to pay for this Holy Spirit thing? It seems really cool. Can't do that. It's a gift. And unfortunately, as a gift, we can say, not really interested. Thanks a bunch. I'm good. Right? But it comes from the Father. It's through Jesus. And it speaks about Christ. Here's why. Because eternal life is impossible without the Holy Spirit. It's impossible without Him. We cannot walk this eternal life without the Holy Spirit moving on us, guiding us, leading us, teaching us. Here's what the Holy Spirit does. He convicts. He indwells. He adopts us into the family. He baptizes us. He seals us. He gives us gifts. He commissions us. He helps us pray. He helps us fulfill promises. He teaches. He counsels. He guides. He empowers. He strengthens. And he transforms. Is there some reason you would not want this gift? I couldn't imagine trying to walk out my life, this Christian life, without the Holy Spirit helping us. And I can't imagine you trying to do that either. Because let's be, let's be honest. Can I be brutally honest? We're messed up. Now, I know some of you are more messed up than me, and I know that I'm messed up more than some of you. But we all need the Holy Spirit to help us in this walk. That's why I say it's not, it's not, it doesn't take your Christianity to turbo. It is your Christianity. He's leading us. He empowers us. He's helping us with this walk. In fact, I've got a little thing. Dude, come on up here real quick. 
Everybody, do you guys know Duke? Leads our men's, men's life group, Tuesday, 6.30. Come on up here, Duke. Let's say you come to uh, Dr., Dr. Warren. I like that. You can call me that from now on. Okay, uh, and you, you know, I've got this stuffy head, fever, cough. I can't sleep at night. I'm like, you know what? I had someone come in right before you, um, and this worked for them, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you with it. Uh, so take two of these for about 10 days, and you should be okay. okay. And let's say Duke says, walks away and goes, you know that guy's, that Dr. Warren's crazy. He has no idea what he's talking about. Right? I'm not taking these pills. They're probably not going to help me. Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? How many of us go to the doctor, we get a prescription, and then we don't take it? Okay, guys, don't raise your hand. <laughs> right? Okay, so same thing happens. Duke comes to me one day, and he says, or he comes to Zach or Pastor Derek, whatever. He says, you know what? I, I just, this fruit of the Spirit... I'm not joyful, I'm not full of love, I'm not long-suffering, I'm not full of peace. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly what to do for you, Duke. You should receive the Holy Spirit. It's something that's going to help you with your walk. I mean, I've seen so many people. It's helped people. It leads them. It guides them. And we have a great discussion about it. And then he walks away and goes, man, that Dr. Warren, he's t- he does have no idea. what That would be crazy, wouldn't it? Right? God has, thank you, Duke. God has set out instructions for us to walk in love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. They're called the fruit of the Spirit. Now, I'm not a farmer. I grew up in Southern California. I, we drove past farms, but I grew up in the cement jungle. But I know in order to get fruit, you have to do a couple things. One, you have to have a tree. Two, you have to plant the tree. You have to water the tree. You have to nurture the tree. You have to do all those things. Well, the Holy Spirit is that thing that you have to plant inside of you to get those fruits of the Spirit to grow. And so when I, when I talk to people and they're like, listen, I, I'm just not joyful in my walk. I don't know what the problem is. I'm not long-suffering with my spouse or with my friends. I just don't have peace. I mean, I received Jesus, but I just don't have these things. I'm going to have that discussion with them about, let's talk about the Holy Spirit and what he can do in your life. Understand? So if you're out there and you're like, I don't have some of these things. Maybe you've been a Christian for one day or for 50 years. I don't know. And you're just not, it's just not working. It's just not there for you. It's just, I don't understand understand this Christian thing. It's just not, everybody seems so happy around me, but I just, I mean, I come to church and I clap my hands and I go home and it's just not working. Let's have a discussion about what the Holy Spirit can do in your life right? Again, he's a gift. You don't have to receive him. But why would you not want to? Right? See, somebody won the lottery, Powerball. Let's say you won the Powerball. You had the winning ticket. I don't want it. Who needs it? I'm going to tear it up, throw it away. I love working every day. It's awesome. (laughs) Right? Same kind of thing. It's a gift. Accept him. Let him let him change your life. Here's what uh, J.G. Greer, pastor of Summit Church, said. He said, if Jesus relied on the power of the Holy Spirit, how much more 
should we? Right? How much more should we? Because this is not an easy, this is not an easy walk. This is not an easy life. The enemy is seeking whom he may devour. Well, I want all the help I can get. So why not have that gift of the Holy Spirit helping me? Make sense? All right, let's see what we've got on the, on the back page. All right, let's talk about spiritual gifts. Oh, I, I just felt somebody said I knew he was going to get there sooner or later. These spiritual gifts. Let's talk about spiritual gifts. So here's the definition of a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift is a special supernatural ability that God gives to each of his children so that together they can advance his purposes in the world, not your purposes. See, he has plans, he has purposes, and he has pursuits for his kingdom. And without the Holy Spirit and its gifts, we cannot fulfill those. Now, I've been around church long enough to know that some people take those gifts and they use them like they're their personal gifts and everything is about them, and that's not it. If he gives you a gift, it's for you to use for his kingdom, not for your own personal little look how cool I am thing, okay? So let's talk about a couple verses here. Romans 12, 6. We have different gifts according to the grace of God. You're going to have a different gift than I have. I have a different gift than you have. And every one of our gifts is important, not only for this church, but the church worldwide and for the world. Because we cannot advance His plan, purposes, and pursuits without using His gifts. Because if you try to do it on your own, you're going to be pretty miserable. Right? Pretty miserable. We need your gift, no matter how big or how small you is. Kelly likes to do puzzles, right? So she loves to do puzzles. How many, was that, how many pieces was that puzzle you just did? A thousand? So she does this thousand-piece puzzle, okay? She's got it out on a board. I'm reading, doing my stuff. She's doing this puzzle. She gets to the last piece. She had done 999 pieces, and guess what? You want to guess? One was missing. Now, what's the big deal? She did 999. You don't need the last one, do you? Who can really say they finished the puzzle if they were missing one? Same thing with you guys. Who can say that we're really fulfilling what God wants us to do without your one gift? I felt so sorry for her. Then that's why I don't do puzzles. Because <laughs> if I got to the end and I was missing one piece... That puzzle would be in deep trouble, right? And I know that would happen to you too, so don't look at me that way, okay? We need your one special gift. It could be the gift that could totally change the world for Christ. Amen? All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 says, Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. So they must have been important. If Paul is telling a church in Corinth, listen, I don't want you to be ignorant of these. These are going to happen. 
They, they were happening in the Old Testament. They're happening in the New Testament. I don't want you to be ignorant of these. So that when they happen, you're not like, wow, well, that was weird. Right? He wanted them to be aware of what was going on in the church. And then further down in 1 Corinthians 12, 11, it says, All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. I've always thought it would be cool to be a prophet. Now, I've prophesied a couple times, but that does not make me a prophet. And then I, I read in the Old Testament what they did to prophets. I don't think that would be a good job, Right? But again, it's as he wills, not our wills. Now, our wills can say, listen, I'm not interested, God. Go ahead and take that, send it down the street. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, don't, I don't need that. But the gifts are as he wills. Why? Because he knows what his kingdom needs. He knows that one puzzle piece that his kingdom needs to, to help the rest of his kingdom. Because of, why? He has plans, he has purposes, and he has pursuits for his kingdom. And here's why. Because others need to experience him. Without the gifts, you really can't minister to people effectively, whatever that gift is. Now, there's gifts that's mentioned in Corinthians, chapter 12, and then there's gifts that are mentioned in Romans. So I've heard some people say, well, you know, that was just for the Greeks because it's in Corinthians. The gifts that are in Romans, there's some are the same and some are different. And if you know your church history, Corinth was a Greek church, okay? They were coming out of their pagan ways, and that was more of a Greek, Greek church. Whereas Rome, the Romans church, that was more of a Jewish church. The Jews that had left the Jerusalem area and those, the area uh, down there, they had been on a, what they call a dispersion. They had left that area, and they were in Rome now. Some of them were servants, slaves, etc., etc. And so it's two totally different kind of churches, and yet the gifts are mentioned in each of those churches, the Greek church and in the church that's in Rome. And so it's not just, oh, it's for those people. When I was a kid, this is so funny. My grandmother always said that she was Lutheran. My grandpa always said that they were Catholic. I don't think they'd ever been to either one of those churches. They'd probably driven past some, but had never been, been to one. And so they would, they would always say, well, you know, that kind of stuff, when I was a kid and we were going to church, um, they were like, well, that kind of stuff, that's for the churches on the, you can fill in the blank, other side of the tracks. Not us normal, you know, Catholics and Lutherans and Methodists. It's for those crazy wild people over there, right? It's not. It's for everyone. I don't care what church you go to, Baptist, Lutheran, Methodist, Wesleyan, it doesn't matter to me. It's still the same spirit that's causing all these different gifts to move in us, okay? So let's talk about some different gifts, okay? These are specifically mentioned in Corinthians, okay? We're not going to go into depth in any of these, but I just want to kind of bring them up so you... So I can say that you've heard about them. And then it's your job to do what? Go study. Learn about them. How does God want these to be used in my life? So we have what's called the revelation gifts. Okay, there's nine gifts that's mentioned in Corinthians. And they're divided into three different parts. The first three are called revelation gifts. And that's the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, 
and discerning of spirits. Okay, so word of wisdom. You know, sometimes I need someone to tell me something that I, that's just out of this world. Help me where I'm at. Word of wisdom. You, you just have some understanding about something. Word of knowledge. Discerning of spirits. We live in a world that has gone south fast, right? Discerning of spirits is very important. Okay? Not only in the church, but out there as well. Okay? Then you have the next three. These are called power gifts. And that's faith, miracles, and healing. Now, of course, we have faith, right? By faith you're saved, right? Not of ourself, etc., etc. But some people just have a faith that's like, wow, how did you believe God for that? That's it's unbelievable. Miracles, okay? Miracles, I like miracles, okay? And healing. So that's the next three. And then the last three that are mentioned specifically in Corinthians are called utterance gifts. And these are things like prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. Okay? And we have those here, right? Not every Sunday, but we have many of these gifts working day in and day out. Okay? On some Sundays, there's a lot, and some Sundays, there's not. Again, I'm not in charge of that. God is. He knows what this congregation needs each and every Sunday. So there may be a Sunday where they were teasing me on Friday. They said, hey, when you come in, we're just going to sing all service long. Okay, I hope you got a lot of songs ready. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. If that's what God wants us to do, then by goodness, that's what we should do. Amen. I mean, if, I mean, let's not put them in a box where we go, okay, we got to three, sing three songs, and we have to do a little prayer, and then we'll have a nice little message, and then we'll clap our hands and let's go home. Let's not put God in a box. Let's say, hey, whatever you got for me today, that's what I need today, because he's a lot smarter than we are. And I've been to church services where for an hour we just sang songs and Pastor Marty came up and said, hey, I just want to encourage you guys. God just laid this verse on my, on my heart, talked about it for a couple minutes, and we prayed and we were out. And, and that's fine. We have to allow God to move. Is that okay? All right, perfect. So those are the nine gifts that are in Corinthians. And I'm not going to go through all the ones that are in Romans, but many of the gifts are the same. But there's different ones, there's administration, and there's different gifts in those. And you may have some of those gifts. We, we need those gifts. They talk about administration and teaching and things like that. And if you have met people that work in different areas in our church, you can tell that they have some of those giftings. Okay? And we need your gifting, whatever it is. No matter how small you think it is, no matter how big you think it is, we need your gifting. So I... Pastor Derek and I, we talk about serve a lot. That's the area that I, try to, that I try to oversee, if you will. And if you're trying to serve and, you don't, and you're not using those gifts, let me tell you how miserable you're going to be. Right? Uh, I did youth for about five years. Whew, that was a long five years. <laughs> um, I, I, I love youth. I mean, they keep you young. They keep you moving. And yet, you've got to keep them in some kind of an orderly fashion, right? But if you don't have those gifts within you so that you can serve, you're going to be miserable. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be like, 
and Kelly can, because I said this on the way to church, I'm like, oh, it's another Sunday where I get to babysit, right? Because I didn't have the right gifts moving within me. And then something clicked, and I'm like, wow, this is cool. I love doing this. This is awesome. I can't wait to hang out with them, spend time with them, see how they, how they change, how they're growing in their, in their relationship with Christ. And now, most of the kids that I had youth with, now they have kids, which is, that's scary, right? And I'm still great friends with them. Uh, we see them at different school events, or I see them on, we talk on Facebook. And just because it finally clicked with me, I need something to help me serve others, it totally changed the way I looked at youth. Youth is a blast. If you want to stay young, do youth. I promise you, do youth. Which is why Zach's really 90, but he looks like he's 20. So there you go. All right. So let's go, to, let's go to the second part of this uh, on, when you flip that page. It's gifts from a friend. So here are some gifts from a friend. Okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Underline eagerly like 50 times. It doesn't say, you know, I'm cool without them, whatever. Right? It says eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Why? So you can do what God wants you to do when he wants you to do it. And you have the ability to do that. So the first thing is, his gifts are unique. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men and ladies. Okay? The gifts are unique, right? There's a reason they make so many different kinds of cars. It's because nobody likes the same thing. They even make them in weird colors now, right? Kelly and I saw this car. I'm like, why would you buy a car in that color? Somebody did, right? Well, it's the same thing with God's giftings. They're so different. Your giftings are going to be different than mine. Your husband and wives are going to have different gifts, Right? I have different gifts than Pastor Derek. He has different gifts than Duke and Jake. And all, everyone has different gifts. Why? Because we all have different things that we're supposed to do for God's kingdom. Cool? We don't need 300 people that all do the same thing. We need 300 people that complement each other with their gifts. Okay, well, I'm not good at this, but I know you are, so why don't you do that? And you're not good at what I do, so why don't I go do this? Does that make sense? That's why he wants us to desire those spiritual gifts, because you are that one piece of the puzzle that could change Gateway Church, that could change Colorado Springs, that could change El Paso County, that could change the world. You have a gift inside of you, and if you... Just hold it in tight. I'm not going to use it no matter what. No matter what. You're holding something from someone else. Okay? Number two. His gifts are needed. His gifts are needed. It says, now all of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is separate and necessary part 
of it. I've said this before. Uh, it's one of my favorite, favorite things. Uh, the kids were young, and something happened, and I got up out of bed, and I was, like, startled. And I'm running down the hall, and I never think about my little toe till I hit it on the coffee table. And then it was more important than any other piece. My brain's pretty good. That was really important, right? No matter, you might be the little toe, but I want to tell you, you may not think you're important, but you are. And I want to stress that. You are important, period. We need you to use your gift, whatever it is. Your gift is special, it's unique, and it's needed. That's what I want you to hear today. You know why? Because you are special, you are unique, and you are needed. Amen? And that little toe, that was 30 years ago, it is still so messed up. I just want to tell you. It's not important until suddenly it's important, right? Listen, if you're going to love God, love others, and make disciples, we have to have the Holy Spirit guide us. Because if we're going to comfort others, if we're going to teach others, we have to have what, the whole, what Jesus said the Holy Spirit was going to help us with. If you're going to serve in any capacity, not just a gateway, but anywhere in your job, in your family, right? You need the Holy Spirit's help to do that. Number three, his gifts are fulfilling. There's nothing more exciting than you using your gift and helping someone go one more step in their walk with Christ. Pastor Derek's talked about the angle scales. You know, it starts at zero, negative one, two, negative blah, 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 positive, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing better than you take someone who's at like negative three and you're using your giftings. You're like, you know what? I'm going to move a little bit closer to where God is. That is exciting to see people have their life changed in a better way. So the gifts aren't for us, and yet they are for us, right? We use our gifts to help others, and then we get fulfilled because we're using our gifts. Number four, his gifts touch other people's lives. It says, God has given gifts to each of you for, uh, from his great variety of spiritual gifts. It says, manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. You see, he wants to use you in a special way. You know, I'd never read that in the, in the New Living Translation, but I like that. God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. And we, we, I listed off those nine, but really it's God. I mean, how many spiritual gifts does he have? I mean, infinity? If he needs you to do this, he's got a spiritual gift for it. So there's some churches say, listen, you know, it's just these nine, and then that's it. Let's just stay inside of our little box here a little bit. It's not the way it is. If God has something that he needs done, he has a spiritual gift to give to you to make it happen. The gifts are for you, and they are to show Christ to others. So here's what I want to ask. 
Are you aware of your gifts? Whatever it might be. Pastor Derek and I were talking, I'm like, you know, we have this spiritual gifts class, if you will, where we talk about the gifts so you have a better understanding of those. If that's something you're interested, I mean, you can get with me. We can put together, you know, maybe a small uh, study group or something like that to talk about the different gifts. But I just want you to hear this. They are important to serve the kingdom of God. Now, I've spent a lot of time reading. I've got different books. Uh, your favorite guy, Francis Chan, has a book called Forgotten God. It really talks about the Holy Spirit and how it's moving in the church, not just back then, because it was for back then, right? But now. Uh, and then there's a, there's a book, and that's called Forgotten God, if you guys would like to read that. And then there's one called The Spirit Himself by Ralph M. Riggs. He used to, he's a pastor and a teacher. He used to be uh, in, uh, the, he was an administrator with the, uh, and superintendent of the General Council of Assemblies of God for like five or six years. This guy is, man, this guy is smart. But you know what? If you really want to learn about the Holy Spirit, you know what you should do? Spend time in the Bible. That's your first. Hey, before I read all these other books by other people, what does the Bible say? Because that is where we get our truth from. Amen? That's where it's all about. That's, what it, that's where God is speaking to his people. Not just then, but now. Because he needs you. He needs you to fulfill what he needs done in his kingdom. It's about us. It's not about the past generation. It's not about generations to come. It's about right now. There's things we have to do right now in his kingdom so that the next generation can do what they're supposed to do for his kingdom. And without the Holy Spirit moving in our lives, we will not be able to accomplish that. Amen. Why don't we stand? Heavenly Father, thank you for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to put you into this box and say it's got to be done this way. Uh, it, it, it happens this way. It only happens this way, this way, this way. God, your gifts move the way that you want them to move. The way that you desire them to move because you know exactly what each and every person needs. And you know what your kingdom needs to move forward. So we're going to just say, Heavenly Father, use us. Use us to further your kingdom. If we've had concerns about the Holy Spirit, open up our hearts just a little bit so that we'll be more open to, this, to the gifts moving in our life so that we can help touch other people's lives for your kingdom. The gifts were sent by you, Father. They were spoken of by Jesus. They were promised by him. And then the Holy Spirit came and he spoke of Christ. Speak to us about what you would have us to do for you and for your kingdom. For those that have been standoffish about the gifts and just not sure, 
I would pray that they would understand that the gifts are needed to walk out this Christian life, to live the life that you would want us to have. The Bible talks about Zoe kind of life, to live that God kind of life. We have to have God inside of us. We have to have the Holy Spirit moving us, shaking us, molding us, and making us into what you would desire us to be. Because this is all about you, Heavenly Father. It's not about me. It's about you. So will you you teach us, Holy Spirit? Will you lead us? Will you help us? Will you guide us? Will you comfort us? As we take those next steps in your kingdom. In Jesus' precious name, and everyone said, amen.